You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, uh, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And Jill is with me today, and I think I even have the mic on. Hello. Yes, I do. <laughs> and we did almost start off with me going la 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 because somehow our computer has been hacked in some ugly way and I didn't think I was going to have my music, but I did get it. Yay. You didn't have to listen to me attempt to sing, which is what's really sad is the other astrologer on this show, Jill Kirby, is an exceptional singer. Yes. You. Well, you are, my dear. You have but I don't know the tune. <laughs> oh, she doesn't know the tune. Well, we might have just, well, anyway. Okay, so what are we up to today? We are up to the second technique in the modern arsenal of prediction, which are called secondary progressions. And they are a form of symbolic time. And in my you know, imagination, what they, what they felt like to me was like a genetic code, a script. Okay. The aspects formed and signs changes, um, emotion, sometimes the direction that planets go changed. And, but the thing with progressions is irregardless of whether there is an opportunity or condition in real time to support that unfolding, they don't always manifest the way you might hope they do because this is a symbolic time thing and real time has to interplay and interact with that. So a promise, and that's the way some people see it too, is you know the chart promises for certain things to unfold at a certain time. But, you know, if the conditions in real time aren't uh, supportive of that, sometimes the promise never comes to fruition. You know, it's like... Well, things happen, but they might not be the things you expect to happen. Yes, that too. Yes. So they're unfolding in a way that you're not anticipating. (laughs) (laughs) You'd make a really good Presbyterian. (laughs) We do sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) in our interpretation of how it might play out. Yes, yeah. 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 Okay, so what I'm going to do is, um, so that we're not even going to touch the mathematics of it, uh, but what we are going to do is show you the quick and dirty form that you can just sort of imagine with secondary progressions. Because basically, um, they operate on the premise that Uh, the literal day after you were born um, is the first year of life. The next day is the second year of your life. And so the planets, and in a happy book called An Ephemeris, which back in the day, Jill and I, this was our Bible. Without one of these, uh, we couldn't even calculate a chart. So they give the, this one here is the midnight, um, Edition. So they give the position of the planets uh, at zero hour, Greenwich Mean Time. And uh, a bunch of complicated math goes, in, including what were those things, those tables? Um, not algorithms. What the heck were they? Logarithms. Ah! <laughs> you had to use logarithms to, 
<laughs> anyway. That's not calculations if you're doing a chart by hand. I did them for years. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, people did, obviously, you know. I mean, it's only recent. That well, and you needed not just an ephemeris. Yeah, you, you had to have tables and, to, yeah. Yeah, tables of houses and... Logarithmic and also, tables, I remember those going, oh, I don't and, like and these. also, yeah, you needed to know the, you know, find out time zones and when... when oh, yes, yeah. savings time was, and yeah, that yeah. would be consistent in a country, I mean, it... It was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and northern and southern hemispheres. Yeah, as because. well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it's amazing with the computers. You hit a button and there's the chart. <laughs> yeah, and there's a chart. And you can ask it to print out a list of all your secondary progressions, um, you know, for 90 days, which would be 90 years of your life, if you wanted to, I don't really recommend it. I think at one point when I first got my first astrology program, I think I might have tried that. And I think I turned the printer off after like 20 pages and I was only like four years old. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> not, not, not really. I mean, that's why you have, your, you keep your ephemeris. So yes, you yeah. And so with this, you just literally, you know, you take a ruler and you just run it down and, you know, read across and um, you can see and visually you can just see when, um, you know, let's say, okay, so I'm going to actually pull up a chart so that we've got one to, um, yeah. Okay, so this is the example that I am going to be using today um, and it's actually of a business. And so, for instance, one can look at here, Jupiter is at 26 Pisces. Now, in 90 days, it's likely going to finally make it into Aries. Um, also, the fast-moving guy, which is the moon, you know, it takes 28 days or 28 years for it to do a lap all the way around here. You know, so he's going to change signs periodically, make contacts with all of these guys. Um, and the same, you know, with the rest of them. Now, who doesn't move very fast, of course, in the course of 90 days would be Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, uh, to some extent, uh, Saturn, but they can be close to a station, they can be close, like Jupiter is here, it's only four degrees off of changing signs. Um, those things you definitely want to um, pay attention to and you can just sort of manually figure out how long that's going to take just by the visual look of it I'm just going to move this up a little bit I'm going to yeah you just look at when in the ephemeris yeah. it goes from one sign to another and you've yeah. got an approximate year I mean it, yeah you have to do some you'd have to calculate to know exactly when but yeah and typically, I think uh, you would agree with me here that with secondary progressions, it's not a specific day. It's a change or an unfolding that, yeah, is coming into being. And, and so, yeah. there, you know, it's not going to be on this day, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's like the tide turning. It's, yeah. It's, you don't see the exact moment the tide turns. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But after a while, you notice it's going out instead of coming in. <laughs> that is right. That is right. So the things that you want to look for when you just first look at a chart 
is, for instance, you know, I immediately, when I looked at this chart, I went, oh, so what happened when Mars caught up to the sun, for instance, making, because that's an applying aspect. Uh, once it leaves, tends not to, you know, the unfolding should have taken place and or here's another one. This Okay, so I have to preface this chart, even though I'm going to talk about it as if the houses were real. Um, because this is when this business got registered, using a noon chart made sense to me. Um, and actually, given some of the events that the owner told me about, this chart actually does make sense. But anyway, let's say this was a birth chart. And so, for instance, you know, this is Mars at 13. Here's the ascendant at 14. So within that first year of life, this Mars will make that exact uh, square. And so the promise of that yeah, tension, think, yeah, will. You always kind of, you have to qualify that always when it's a, uh, I think this is the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just using it yeah. as a demo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so that's I mean, what you want to look for are yeah. uh close applying aspects so obviously 13 to 21 uh, that's going to be eight years and then that Mars will continue on to Mercury uh, yeah so and but then Mars doesn't, Mars doesn't move a degree a year no so. not necessarily exactly and you're right and so the you does approximately yeah yeah the Sun she's right the Sun is the only one that does so we do need a way to calculate it and you can do it manually but um, I you know I recommend the uh, computer software to just print you out a list and actually I'll just hold up a list so this is the list because <laughs> this is this business is only 20 some odd years old right hasn't even had its first you know so I got uh, how many pages I got four pages that give me and all I used were the Ptolemaic aspects so conjunction uh, square sextile trine and opposition and I got uh, four pages and conjunctions and conjunctions yeah and so that produced four pages, which was plenty. But, um, and then I actually also had the person who owns the business give me some indications, you know, some major events that happened in this business. So just to show you how some of these progressions work. So for instance, um, you know, they bought the place, uh, when is it, June of 1998. But their first retreats really didn't happen until, um, let's see now here, the year 2000. So two years later, and by that point, um, the moon had uh, come up to a square to Venus. So 22, it had changed signs, right? So it had gone through the conjunction of these and then was making a square for the that first summer where they actually had some clients it wasn't uh, a big deal um, and so you know the moon had um, made aspects also to uh, this Mars okay when it came up through here and uh, yeah things got rolling now the next one was uh, the very next year so the moon came up to a square to Pluto and what else and a sextile to Saturn 
and a conjunction to the south node. So it had gone through here, and now it's up to here. And typically, south node will um, describe something where there is a shrinkage. And lo and behold, uh, the gentleman's wife had to leave for the year, and so he had to sort of run the center himself. Um, so again, that's why I almost think I might have a close time, right? Because that would be naturally a seventh house phenomena, right? You know, your partner takes off and you're going to have to go it alone with that aspect also to Saturn, which is also a contracting thing. Okay, then, uh, then the next significant one that made sense was uh, we get the moon now. So this is the year... Uh, 2008 so the moon has gone all the way and so if you can see what I'm doing here the moon typically is a trigger now the actual aspects that I talked about a few minutes ago those make those can do things as well but the moon typically progressed moon is the one that will trigger stuff and so the moon now has caught up to the 10th house and they went through several years where they made money and that was while the progress moon was going through Gemini and through Cancer. And uh, they made money. Now the moon comes down to this Leo and it made a trine to Pluto and they had a landslide. I thought that was just like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and it was in the spring. Well, it would have, it would have squared Saturn first, eh? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so... And, and opposed Neptune. That sounds more like the landslide to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, she didn't give me a date for the landslide, so... No, I'm just, I'm just saying yeah. that the Neptune square, natally squaring Saturn. Yes. That sometimes the uh, foundations are undermined, maybe. Yes, yes. And, yeah. And so what Jill just described is the promise and then the progress moon comes along and triggers that promise into happening. Yeah. And after after Pluto because uh, a trine typically isn't as yeah. traumatic. Exactly. As yeah. But after that it's up opposing Uranus. So Yes. Yeah. One could expect with the Yeah, this, actually you're right. It could be more that when the moon so when did the moon? The moon did its... I, I would well, it'll kind of be on the midpoint of Neptune in your midst there too, so... <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, so, but I, you know, I think for me, looking at the, the promise in the chart itself... Yes. From Neptune, Saturn to Neptune. Yep. Uh, when that's triggered, foundations can get a little uh, wobbly because yeah. Neptune yeah, yeah. doesn't have any any solid stuff with it so. yes and yeah, so. um yeah neptune is in a sign that's ruled by saturn so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so you can as soon as you draw up your own chart or see somebody else's chart you can you know look at some of the and and anticipate that there are going to be moments right um, and, well, and you're taking that in in conjunction with oh yeah yeah transits so so we've already you know there's there's layers to this there's, oh totally totally and they kind of will often you know when it's a big year you'll see oh the transits and the progressions are kind of like boom. 
<laughs> yes, yeah. And and that speaks to that rule of three where it's going to be on multiple levels and um, that are actually going to produce, you know, something that the client is going to know about. But it's it's a way of of narrowing down and just looking for, okay, things are going to change. They're going to change here and they're going to change there. So let's look at what is currently going down. So this is, we have the secondary progressions now. So you can see where the moon is now. Okay. It still hasn't made a full circuit, which in a human life, of course, um, What's interesting about the 28 is that lines up with the same amount of time it takes Saturn to do one lap around the sun. And so that uh-huh. is around the start of a person's second Saturn re- or first Saturn return. Um, but progressed is also making that same aspect. And um, yeah, so there's sort of a doubling down around that particular year. Um, and so in from this point of view, the reason why this client has reached out to me and I'm looking at this chart is because they, the people that uh, started this retreat, they're in a position now where they would, they would really like to retire. And so um, it's been an interesting, because buying and selling of retreat centers isn't <laughs> your, sort of your typical um, real estate deal. And it takes special people who, you know, want to get involved in this. Um, And obviously, they're not cheap. You know, we're talking considerable um, monies are going to have to um, change hands. Uh, The property, I think, is about 20 acres or so. So it's a significant proposition for someone. And, um, okay, so looking at these secondary progressions is uh, an important tool that, um, you know, that I need to look at. And with the sort of dates that she gave me in the past, uh, Mars started to look like it was a pretty significant character in the life of this business. And of course, here we see it, if it is noon, is a reasonable um, chart to work with. Um, it is conjunct uh, the MC. I don't know. It just seems to make sense. Uh, but anyway, Mars was figuring prominently in some of the other events that she already gave me. And here we can see that it's about to change signs. Um, so, for instance, when the sun changes sign, that's usually also uh, an indicator of a change in a person's life, but probably also in a business. So, this would have been you know, the ninth year of business that the sun would have moved into cancer. But Mars um, is about to do that. Uh, well, but how, how fast is Mars moving? Because... Yeah, well, exactly. And so I did um, look that up, and um, it changes signs in... She's going to call me on it. Let me just bring up my sheets yeah, because I looked at that. So the other one that is, uh, okay, so where is Mars? Mars. Um, okay, of course it's not on this sheet. I did look it. I did look it up. Honest, I did, I did, I did. And I'm not going to see it right now. Okay. Wait a minute. Let's look at this one. Dead air, dead air. Not good, not good. Uh, Mars, there it is there, January of 2022. 
so soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one, of course, is going to be the moon changing signs. And it will catch up to Pluto uh, next summer, right? So these are, and this is, um, to me, with it being Pluto in Sag, it's sort of the vision. And so if the moon is what it takes to sustain a business, nurturing it and supporting it, then a new vision is definitely um, up for discussion. And obviously new owners would create that. The other significant... It's going to sextile Neptune for that. Neptune can yep, be vision. Yeah, and it will, well, it'll do an inconjunct to Saturn. So... It's, it's been interesting because the first really serious offer, the moon was trining Jupiter, um, and it sounded good, you know, like uh, she had me do, you know, the person who was interested in buying it, and, but there was something off about the guy, right? He, you know, finances were going to be an issue, and sure enough, that Jupiter, it promised more than it could deliver. He, when a push came to shove, he actually couldn't come up with the money. And that would be moon, trine, Jupiter, right? It just, yeah, didn't happen. Uh, the moon's also going to square the nodal axis. Yes, yeah. And it yeah. will do that shortly yes. as well. Yeah. That can help with, uh, you know, moving from one side to the other. Yep. But what I took as being even more significant is the fact that Venus will conjoin Mars. And with the current offer that they have, let me just get back to these sheets of paper. Uh, da, 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 page. Oh. oh, I should just have this. I should have wrote it all down. Well, actually, I did. Okay, so October 2021, Venus conjuncts Mars. And that is, um, money is starting to change hands now. And so, okay, so let me just go through my list for her benefit. So uh, I talked about the Pluto and the new horizon. Um, okay, so the moon will square uh, it did that last year, square Uranus. Um, I kind of related that to the whole, you know, downside of the pandemic for something like a retreat center. Um, and then the moon opposed... also have been on Chiron, yeah? Yes, exactly, exactly. What's interesting about the Chiron is, um, again, if I take noon as being something that is actually usable when the retreat center was first pr proposed in the community there was a hue and cry you know this is our community we don't want foreigners coming in you know even if they're just going to a spiritual retreat and you know so they had a huge amount of pushback with yeah. that you know third house chiron and um, I think it's interesting that you know with the deal that's on the table now, it's actually a local deal. And so the moon conjoined Chiron last year. And so that was kind of percolating under the surface. And then a friend of a friend, you know, when, uh, when the place, when the last offer fell through, this friend said, hey, nudge, nudge, you know, you were, you were interested in that place. You know, it's come back up on the market. And yeah. And that would have been, you know, the the brewing of that was earlier, you know, right. last year. Yeah. yeah. And, and Chiron is actually 
closer to the square. I mean, it's almost exactly squaring Uranus now. Yes. That's interesting. When you get the exact, it's an interesting... Exactly. When those applying aspects with the slower moving guys, when they actually go exact, that can be quite significant. The same with the point when, you know, if you started off with, uh, um, you know, like Mercury retrograde in your chart. So the year that it actually stations and turns direct, that can be quite significant. Um, yeah. If you live long enough, it can go retrograde and turn direct again. I guess if you li- that's true. But <laughs> actually, you know, I know a few charts where um, they were born with uh, Mercury stationing or some of the, uh, yeah, Mercury. I guess Mercury would be the only one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mercury's only retrograde for three, three, uh, three weeks. Week. Yeah. So it is possible within 30 years that, yeah. 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 turn direct retrograde and then turn direct yeah or vice versa or vice versa exactly so to me okay so the other one um oh what's happening here go away go away go away thank you oh what 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 (laughs) mercury is coming up to its last square to neptune and everything is going sideways okay so um, so the other thing that's coming into coming into this year, we had the moon sextiling itself. Uh, so, you know, making it maybe, you know, maybe hopefully creating the possibility for a sale to go through. Um, and then so the moon conjuncts Sag. Um, conjuncts Sag. Right. So this was two... I've got the date wrong here. It's probably next or this July. No, can't be this July. Well, it's at mm-hmm. 29. No, it could be later in July. Um, okay, so in October of 2021, I think this one's the clencher. Venus will conjoin Mars. Um, you know, new, a seed planted, new partnership gestating. Uh, And then uh, in, you know, next year, we have Mars changing sign to Cancer and a directional change. And then at the same time, we have uh, the moon will then catch up with Pluto. Uh, Yeah. So I, you know, I always like to see in a progress chart, I love seeing when there are sign changes, because to me, those are typically significant chapter changes of one type or another and with Mars here I think that has to do with um, a change in the energy of the place which obviously if it's Venus conjunct Mars that's uh, a new partnership somebody else is at the head of it and they're going to take it in it's not entirely a completely new direction from what I'm gathering but they will definitely put their stamp on it and their energy into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, any any, any organization will. Any person. I mean, because we're all different, and so yeah. anytime, you know, a new member joins a group, the group dynamic changes. Exactly. I mean, exactly. We're all different energies. Yeah. And then, so the last chart that I'm going to put up with this is where you've got everybody happening. And yeah. I, I, I actually have never done this one before. So um, in, oh, in the inside here, oh, or did I get it right? What's that? Oh, this, I, I've put this with the old time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
Um, and so we have the natal chart, then the secondary progression, then the directions, and then the transits. And so um, this last this month coming up, they're looking for a further financial commitment. Um, we have Chiron, right? We have Chiron coming up by direction to Pluto. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what you look at in this kind of a scenario, these are directions. So you start to look at the stacking up. So this is not a good thing. We've got moon almost uh, coming up to Uranus. So that could be a shock that. Well, with that Saturn Uranus square going on. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's part of. Triggered again. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They are. um, uh, Yeah, we aren't. We can't separate charts, people, businesses, whatever, from whatever is currently going down in the world. Although people would like it, you know, they. um, So I had to come up with some possible dates for lawyers and signing and things like that. And the dates that I originally suggested were ones that mitigated that lawyers would actually operate within the time frame because some of the really good electional charts for July are like at two in the morning and you're not going to get lawyers or people to come in and sign but um but basically and you look at though too is is just uh when a certain planet or the energy of that planet is being triggered in numerous ways like i'm noticing that the uh, direct directed solar arc uh, Uranus is on the on the south node mm-hmm. and then you've got Saturn um, you know hitting that secondary and natal Uranus <laughs> you know so there's a lot of that going on yep transit yeah you know so it is like when the transits kind of trick because the transits are the real triggers they're moving faster than progressions or or directions. Direction. Yep, that is yeah, correct. So, yep. You know, you stack them up and go, oh, that one, Uranus is active. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's uh, the combination is, um, I mean, if, if one, you know, takes a step back from this picture and go, oh, so you actually have to sort of grok what you're looking at and it takes a moment or two and you do have to separate things out and then add them all back together yeah Um, and again with uranus you've got transiting uranus on on uh, venus there yeah oh yeah just sort of that (laughs) well and that would make sense relative to the fact that um you know we're going to have a change of ownership Yeah. Uh, because venus seems to be you know what is significant uh, to that it's, process. To me, it's just sort of like confirmations of. Yes. You know. Yeah. What I'm seeing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, um, uh, to the person who's uh, listening to this, because these are their charts, um, it's looking better than the offer that came in in the spring that's for sure uh, with these planets changing signs and um, mostly what I'm going with is the Venus conjunct um, Mars by secondary progression that was that was like yes Uh Uh, and then Mars changing signs so those were the ones that uh, caught my attention now Jill has an example so let's 
put her chart up. And this is a person. Take yeah, it away. Yeah, yeah I, I would ignore the, uh, the T-square because I don't count out of sign aspects. So okay. Mm -hmm. There is definitely a square between Saturn and Chiron but in the natal chart, but not the three yeah. in Aries they're participating, in my view, anyway. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the aspects in the natal chart are not all that outstanding to me. Usually. Right, yeah. I mean, but conjunctions are interesting. You've got the, the Moon, Venus, Mars, and Aries. Yes, that's quite a, yeah. And, and Sun, Mercury as well in Taurus. So mm -hmm. it's, that's the interesting, you know, as you talk about with, with your system as well as with ours, it's when signs are side by side, they don't got anything in common. Yes, exactly. So it's very awkward. They different signs operating within this person. Yeah, and that's a... But whether they're aware of it or not. Yeah, exactly. And having a, a balsamic sun-moon phase, um, they're... Um, I used to think of the balsamic moon as, you know, there is a level of almost automatic pilot that is incredibly yeah. comfortable, but if there's a problem, it takes them a long time to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and I think just with the moon, the moon is the unconscious. So yeah. you're not always terribly aware and it's in the fourth house. So that can be buried kind of not aware of how how you act, why you act the way you do. Kind of yes, thing. exactly, exactly. But with yeah. Taurus, it's likely to be just a, you know, Taurus, Sun, Mercury, it's kind of like, yeah, there's, there's an automatic pilot kind of comfort zone behavior. Yeah, yeah. And so from that first list that we, you know, suggested with, if you're looking at progressions, so there's a bit of activity that's going to happen right away. Um, Absolutely. And then, and things changing signs, but then it's kind of quiet. Because of the stack up of numbers, it takes a while, um, you know, like there's a bunch of activity and then there's a big blank, you know, because you don't have anything in sort of the middle degrees. Yeah, I just find that. Well, except for that uh, Saturn and Chiron at three. But they're, so. they're, that's just after it changes signs, yeah, yeah. right? So they're all kind of stacked up and then it goes boom boom neptune's kind of the only guy in the middle that and pluto anyway let's look at where they're at today so yeah, here so, there's yeah. the secondary progression so look her son has gone all the way up to here wow yes and it's kind of on the midpoint of saturn and pluto yeah 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 exactly well progress saturn is on pluto <laughs> yes yeah yeah. And progressed Mars is on Uranus. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so here, when this. I, when I yeah. See the heavyweights being so active? Mm -hmm. I kind of go, I don't know what's going to happen, but this could be significant, I think. You know? Yeah. And it, it, I'm not, certainly not trying to predict anything. I'm just looking at how things stack up, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. And when Saturn, because Saturn is slow moving, when it actually progresses yes. from yeah. the three degrees to 11. Um, yeah, so that's, so how old would this person be? 47 uh, maybe? 74. 74, right, yeah. 
So this yeah. also gives you an idea of, you know, just how little they do move, but they do move, the slower moving guys, you know. Um, this guy obviously at some point stationed and turned direct. And yeah, the so same so with, uh, and the same with Jupiter. And, oh, I see, and yep, Chiron. and the same with Chiron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there, yeah, there have been uh, some stations. And also, um, the other thing I, I noticed looking in the ephemeris yeah. is that the, uh, the new moon, which, of course, with moon, you know, the sign away from yeah. phase, um, the new moon uh, is um, an eclipse. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what year did that happen in? That would have well, been early in their life, eh? Yeah, 28 degrees, uh, 42 minutes of Taurus. So right in between that, you know, Sun Mercury. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that, you know, clearly, again, when, when events happen or when there's significant stuff going on that early in the life, it will have a profound effect. But the person may be totally unaware of the effect it's had because they're so young. Yeah, we aren't at the stage of cognitive awareness to process. Exactly. Yet. Exactly. And yeah. Two, two or three years yeah. old. And so here poses an interesting problem because, let's say you're looking at the chart of a child, right? You know, you're. There was what? Uh, you're looking at the chart of a child. And, yeah, yeah. you know, you notice that, oh, I bet that will be an eclipse. And that's probably going to happen within the next yeah. couple of years. And, you know, meanwhile, you've got well, these doting, smiling parents who actually don't want to hear that there might be anything exciting happening to their little bambino. Well, well, I think at that stage <laughs> is when, when the, the, the young first sibling came along. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes, that would have been a shock. Yes, what do you mean I'm being disposed? <laughs> when, when, you know, when mom, you know, first, yep. first beginning of having a, uh, somebody that you have to share your parents with. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you've got that moon, Venus, Mars, and Aries thing, yeah. and you're being the only one. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So as you can see, um, it's possible to, you know, begin to see some outlines of, um, yeah, just the way life will unfold for this person. And then you have to add, okay, so now we're going to look at, whoops, I can't move it with the annotating tool. <laughs> we need the mouse back. There we go. Oh, right. And then I have to get rid of those. That's right. I knew there was something I was forgetting. Oh, yeah. You have to erase your stuff. <laughs> yes, I do. Because otherwise it won't make sense on the next one. There we go. Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. Yay, team. Okay. So now we have the directions. So these are, again, the sun, of course, is going to be in exactly the same place. Let me annotate again. But Hi. look at this. We've got Mercury coming up to that Pluto. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Pluto again. Pluto's highlighted here, right? Yes, um, it is. It is, and of course, the heavyweights, the heavyweights seem to be highlighted. Yeah. I notice also we've got that Venus Mars is now squaring Neptune. 
up in the oh yes night. yes yes and they're together Ooh, they're kissing yeah as well so which they were well they were they hey they tracked pretty arcs. good they move as a pair because this is solar arcs. So that's right. We're progressing everything the same amount. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Reminder. Reminder. They're always going to be together for when when they're they don't trigger anything but individually by solar arc. That's they right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, then of so course, we've got Nep I'm squaring Neptune and then Neptune coming to the ascendant opposition with Uranus and and the conjunction with the ascendant. So yeah. Interesting hmm. times for this and lady. Pluto at the midheaven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that as well is kind of a significant thing. Yes. Talking, you know, Pluto being activated. Yeah. In more weight than yeah. So we've got two layers. Two layers now. Yeah. And yeah, so, so this is this is that that's the kind of thing I I, I would kind of look for. Yes. In, in this is is how does this stack up? How do things start to layer up here? And yep. what what's coming together here? So that is right. Yeah, yeah. And and Jupiter is opposing um, Saturn. Oh yes, 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 yes. Here I we go it. all the way. So again, Saturn's you know. You know, and the and the piece here that I'm struck with too is, um, other you know. Okay, so solar progression or yeah secondary progressions produce one type of unfolding but solar arcs produce a different type of unfolding exactly. yeah and when they sort of kind of start to s trigger similar points it's like okay <laughs> you know this, this is something to, to look at because is the timing you know it's all about timing yeah and, and it was timing. this is what was promised in the beginning you know, it's implied yeah, exactly. that this type of timing at this point in time will ha happen. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's like, okay, something is definitely, you know, unfolding here. Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. With, and it's, it's involving kind of the heavyweights, Saturn, Pluto. <laughs> kind of the heavyweights. She says that's so almost in a blasé fashion, <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> them in the blase fashion i, I know you don't i know you don't <laughs> they, they are they are you know they're the background that really makes you know profound things happen yes exactly that is a good way of putting it okay so now let's put all this together with current time but in the meantime i'm going to get rid of all my little marks so that they don't translate to the next one. So here we have the Whopper chart, which is the four in a row. Da 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 uh -huh. da. Yeah. And it, a little it, mind-boggling. It is a little <laughs> mind-boggling, but the piece that we're going to want to add, I know what she's going to talk about, is with the transits. Let me just get my little animal so lady. We've got, we've got the inner circle is the natal chart, always. Yep. And then the next layer out, we've got the secondaries, secondary progressions, directions, arcs, and then the transits. And on then that. the transits. So we of course, this is up. what we're looking and at. Once again, we have that Pluto is getting stomped on. Well, look at the other end of it too. I mean, really. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> she's right. This month <laughs> so, in particular is kind of. Yes, this is the month when Mars is tra triggering that. Yeah. Tra 
Yeah, and then of course Saturn. Where's Saturn by? Where the heck is the transiting Saturn? Well, I did the transit. Oh, here Uranus. Yeah, Uranus. Uranus. Yeah, Uranus, Uranus feeding look into where, this. Yeah, and look where Mercury is today. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Because we're talking about this chart, <laughs> yeah. and you've got that Mars triggering Uranus, and you've got Uranus involved in the triggering of this. Yeah. Uh. Saturn. So do we actually know what is, I mean, what's going down in this lady's life? No, I don't at the moment, but I'm just, I, it, it, when I looked at it, I guess I was feeling a little bit of concern. Yes, yeah. Because. Yeah, that's a lot of activity. Lot, whether she's aware of it or not, there's a lot of. Yeah, so we could, um, okay, so let's look at the natal, so eighth house, um, and it, so she might be writing her will. Um, huh? She might be writing her will. That is an eighth oh, house, Pluto, Saturn. She's already done that. You don't think she might done. change it with that Uranus squaring it? I don't know. I doubt it. Okay. I mean, she's, okay. Married. she's married, so it would, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Saturn rules. What is Saturn rule? Saturn rules her ascendant and her second house. Well, it's definitely got to have something to do with her finances, for sure. Mm. So maybe it has to do with, um, you know, dealing with the tax man, if she's been very um, conservative about that, which she probably has been. Um yeah. Is she the type that yeah. invests? Because, you know, that's sort of a, could be an issue from, well, maybe not. No, that's yeah, not the fifth house. About, about their investments or any of that sort of thing. So, yeah, they, they do have a house. So maybe. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be about money and value. And Uranus is squaring from tr transiting, squaring from the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, so, so could, property. They might be thinking about selling her. I don't know. I mean, they're I not. Know. They're not in the way of uh, any kind of wildfirey thing. Like they're not out in the no, country. No, not. Okay, no. good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> 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 they think they're not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. I'm sure the people in Lytton. Well, actually, no. I suspect the people in Lytton were starting to get a little bit worried before, you know, the fire hit. Uh, anyways, I, I just, I, yeah, I just, it just drew my attention because I started seeing just how many. Yep. You know, when you look at transits, it's like, okay, there's a lot of transits, you know, yes. highlighting Saturn, yep. Pluto. Yeah. That's something. And then yeah. you look at, uh, you know, the progressions on, because we were doing progressions, I'll look at the progression. Okay. Yay. <laughs> and then we look at the directions and it, it yeah, so the stack up. Yeah. Yeah. When things oh. stack up, well, yeah. 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 So it, just, it had me a little bit, a little bit concerned. I the, mean, yeah. Eighth house can be. It can be. It can be. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not assuming that because you know. Yeah. But it wouldn't necessarily be her dying. It might be, you know, her yeah. husband. Or, I who knows? I. Yes. I'm not predicting anything because I I do not do that. Um, I'm looking at it and 
will be interested to see how this unfolds. Because yes, you obviously know this person. Definitely something <laughs> unfolding. And she may be totally unaware of it with that that um, Venus-Mars squaring that Neptune. Neptune, yeah. yeah. Well, and just the shape of this chart to begin with. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and her, so her, could there her, be a um, secret inheritance that she's not aware of? Sorry. Is there a possibility of so, sort of a startling inheritance out of the past? Uranus in the fourth. No, You're I sure? Don't think so. No, no distant aunt that leaves her a bunch of money, or no, or the husband yeah. from the husband's all, side. All those, all those relatives are long gone. I mean. She and her husband are both well into their 70s already, and any older relatives are long gone. Oh, okay, okay. Because I know a woman who's in her 70s and her mom's in her 90s. No, no. <laughs> and they are waiting for their inheritance, and they're going to have to wait a while because this, you know, it's amazing to me sometimes how older folks, their joie de vivre is so strong that they will get every last breath slash heartbeat out of their physical form before they give it up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah some people are just and so is and this is in fixed signs so you know things yeah um, yeah but i think they can take it with them <laughs> well and there's that yeah exactly oh the other piece the other oh piece right look at this we've also got mercury whoops that's transiting yeah but, yeah, transiting. But That's true. Where Pluto is oh, by but Mars. Look at Mars conjunct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I did that in the, in the, in in the, the yeah. Uh, I just noticed it again. Direction. Yeah, but look where transiting Pluto is relative to that stellium in Aries. Yes, exactly. It's coming up to yeah. Transiting. Oh, so over in Capricorn. Now. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Where it's exactly squaring the moon. Yep. And yeah. then we'll get Venus and Mars and, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so again, what in... That's just another Pluto piece to this puzzle, you know. It's yeah. like this something. And so the, the other thing that I want to point out is that when you have numbers that stack up, right? So one of the things that I like to do is, um, you know, on a separate sheet of paper, I might take, you know, sort of the traditional 10. And, and sometimes you can print out charts where it shows it, where just the one through 30, and you just put the number and the planet at what number it goes to. And then you can see how um, things stack up so that you know, some people will have periods of their life that are pretty, you know, routine, nothing much happening. Like in this particular chart, if I go back up, but of course, first I'm going to have to get rid of all these goofy lines. Oh, and Neptune is down at the bottom of the chart, or yeah, yeah. squaring, you know, finished the square with the ascendant now, but. Yeah. So let's go back up to, oh, yep. first I have to close that so that I can move it. Yeah, so for instance, if, because we've got some time, we've got about seven minutes, so la, 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 la. let me see now, let me annotate again. Okay, so we have Saturn, oh, can she do this? We have Saturn at three. No, I can't do this. <laughs> what I could do is type, and that might work. 
anyway, it doesn't matter. So, you know, we have this three degrees, we have a two degrees, then we jump to an 11. No, we jump to eight and then 11, but then we've got this huge stack up starting with 22, 25, 27, 27, a 26, a 29. So when that, those numbers get triggered. Yeah, and 20 for Uranus, right? So there's a stretch of time in which, you know, so from, let's say, 11 all the way up to 20, which is nine years, la, 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 not much happening. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. You know, you just get yeah, this series. bang with Uranus, right? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, and, and different signs. So yes, yeah. Not just, you know, when one sign is being transited by something more yeah. no matter what's being yeah. what signs are being transited it's, if it's the later degrees you're going to have some something being hit there yeah exactly exactly and so and then you'll look at a chart where you know the numbers are almost like they're evenly spaced right and so then it's you don't get that stack up and so no, um and no, sometimes like all over the map you know so yeah. yeah yeah and so then it's a case of whether or not the transiting planets are stacking up um, in similar degrees that line up with your chart. And yeah. at that point, Jill would put her hand up and going, yeah, like right now where <laughs> I have yeah. this grand cross and, and, you know, we've got Uranus, Saturn, and uh, now Mars, and they're lined up at that grand cross, those degrees, right? And so... And yeah, your chart might not stack all the numbers up, but the transits may stack them all up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. Then, so, yeah, it, it's, um, it isn't, it, it's all about the timing. It's all about the coordination of the universe. I mean, that's the interesting thing with this. True. True. Yeah. We have, we have the real time, so to speak, transit, yeah. where the planets are now in the heavens relative to the natal chart. But then we have this totally symbolic, um, yeah. symbolic movement of the planets, which, which shouldn't shouldn't mean anything. It shouldn't mean it's anything, just, but it does. Yeah, it just it just happens to click in with where some of those yeah. bigger yeah. transits yeah. are, and it's like okay, and both <laughs> of the progressions are the types of progressions are doing that. It's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's no. it's quite. Um, well, it can be a bit unnerving, actually, you know, to... Yeah, yeah. It, I, yeah. I, I have some concern looking at it, just because I, you know, like I say, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't awfulize about things. I don't assume that it's going to be, you know, something terrible. But definitely an intense amount of energy build, build building up. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, energy does, I mean, what's the saying? It can be neither made nor destroyed, but it does like to move, change form, and yeah, being static well, is, yes. Yeah. It's the whole thing of resonance, right? Oh, true. Yes, yes. It's when you, when you, you know, pluck the string and it's, it's resonating with another yes. thing, the thing, then the amplitude goes up. And yes. so when you a bunch of them doing that, the amplitude goes way up. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of thing. It's the you know. So she should music. be singing. Is this what you're trying to say? <laughs> loudly, <laughs> loudly sing, my dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah. Uh, 
It will be interesting to see, you know, what transpires. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you might, you know, if if one of us remembers and you do hear something, yeah, because these charts will still be up on the web. And yeah, we could go back to them and go, this is what this actually turned into. And I know for um, the set that I was looking at that, uh, you know, when we get a finalized deal, I will be, I should be able to at that point be able to actually decide um, what, um, yeah, what the houses were for this chart. And uh, so, you know, um, for those out there in astrology land uh, that have businesses or know people that are going to go into business, um, just start making notes of the time that major decisions are made. And um, I've actually, I was realizing when I was working on this yesterday that I do know somebody in government who, because um, I'm, I'm, I have the feeling that government might consider something as being registered. It'll either be midnight or noon, I suspect. But new, midnight is kind of what makes sense, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. No, I yeah. don't know how that works. Yeah, because you do, there's, um, uh, Chris Brennan has uh, a series of podcasts just dedicated to elections and uh, some of the work that he has done um, using his elections that he comes up with are just amazing. Like, so picking the actual right time for making decisions, you know, signing contracts, buying cars, et cetera, et cetera it's kind of amazing the more profound things that can happen if you do it right yeah well and i think it's interesting in astrology that the time of birth there's always a little bit of question around oh it. yeah i mean even an individual who's born if you're looking at the clock well is the clock right head crowns or are you counting it when the baby's fully out of their the womb or yeah. is it the first for I mean, the first you know, breath or yeah or first breath what is the moment of birth, of birth so yes. even if yeah. you've got an accurate time yeah maybe off by uh, several minutes because that's and, a process right the birth is a process yeah. and we're down to 47 46 seconds 45 seconds and Jill okay. We'll have to continue that little conversation <laughs> next time. So in the meantime, folks, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we will be back next week. Yep, I'm, same yeah, same time. Not sure what the topic's going to be. Um, I actually might drag up the chart for this radio station. I just yeah. might have a time for the first broadcast and therefore a time to work with. But in the meantime, folks, take care. Do not have any campfires, please. We do not need this province catching fire. See you later. Oh, wrong one. <laughs>